Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, and welcome to Small Biz Chat. You know, Small Biz Chat started as a little tweet chat over 10 years ago on Twitter, but we have evolved. And listen, we have an amazing show for you tonight. But let me tell you first about why we do Small Biz Chat. We created Small Biz Chat Live because we wanted to have an opportunity for small business owners to get peer-to-peer device in a safe environment without having to pay a coach or a mentor. And we really wanted to have people, you know, have an opportunity to ask questions and get information that they don't even know that they need to know yet. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. And that has been our mission since day one. Now, let me tell you a little bit about what our goal is. We want to give you tools and tips and information so that you can have the opportunity to take your business to the next level by hearing advice from top experts. Listen, we are with my guest, Glenn Dispersky, and he is known as the disaster avoidance expert, but he told me in the break that I was allowed to call him Dr. T. So that is exactly what I'm going to call him (laughs) going forward. And he is on a mission to protect business leaders from dangerous judgment errors known as cognitive biases by developing the most effective decision-making strategies via his training firm, Disaster Avoidance Expert. He is a cognitive neuroscientist and behavior economist, and Dr. T writes for Inc., Time, CNBC, and he's the best-selling author of his new book, Never Go With Your Gut, How Pioneering Leaders Make the Best Decisions and Avoid Business Disasters. Woo, that's a lot, Dr. T. I want to get into this. You say that business owners should never trust their gut when making decisions, and a lot of us only trust our gut. So what are you saying? We've been out here making bad decisions for forever? Unfortunately, you have been. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) So what the recent research on this topic shows is that our gut is evolved for the savannah environment, when we were hunters and gatherers living in small tribes of a couple of dozen people and reacting with saber-toothed tiger responses to what's going on, you know, having that fight-or-flight response. So that's what our gut is adapted for. It's not adapted to the modern business environment. And that's why half of all small businesses fail within the first five years of when they're created, according to the Small Business Administration. So, you know, we can see that a lot of small business owners make a lot of bad decisions. And of course, many more fail within 10 years and so on. And large companies fail. I mean, look at what happened with WeWork right now. It used to be worth $75 billion six months ago, six months ago. And right now it's worth about $7 billion. Whoops, <laughs> that's so much value. 70 billion wiped out in order of magnitude because of terrible decisions by its founder, Adam Newman. He still got an amazing payday to be somebody who makes bad decisions, but that's another show. <laughs> All right, but listen, so so you're saying, I, I guess I want to clarify what you're saying. You're saying there is not any time when I should trust my gut? 
The only times you should trust your gut, your instinctive tribal intuitions, is when you're in a situation just like the Savannah environment. So, for example, with someone you've known for a long time, that's like a, you're a tribal member. That's someone who you feel to be part of your tribe. When your gut tells you something is off with this person, like, let's say, a long-time business collaborator, that may be a valid time to trust your gut. So that's in a business situation. Now, in a life situation, you don't want to think too long when you know when you have a bus coming at you. You want to use those fight or flight responses to get out of the way of a bus. But in pretty much in any time in business, you don't have a decision that's like a bus moving at you. You have at least a few minutes to think about it. And that's when you don't want to trust your gut. You actually want to use your head and think things through. All right. So walk us through. I know you've got a process for this, right? So tell me, how does one... How should we approach, you know, heavy decisions in our business? Well, the first thing I want to talk to is small business owners often need to you approach small decisions. So first, let's start with small everyday decisions that you don't want to screw up, that you want to get right. What I have for my clients is actually the small little card right here with five questions to avoid decision disasters that I give out to all my clients, very useful. So the first question, what important information did I not yet fully consider about this decision? Why is that question important? Because our gut intuitions cause us to choose decisions that feel comfortable to us. And often the things that are comfortable to us are the worst things for us. We need to look at information that is uncomfortable to us, information that we don't tend to consider in order to make the best decision. So that's first. Second, what dangerous judgment errors have we not yet addressed? And my book, Never Go With Your Gut, How Pioneering Leaders Make the Best Decisions and Avoid Business Disasters, right there, talks about the 30 most dangerous judgment errors for businesses. How can small business owners avoid these dangerous judgment errors? Third, what would a trusted and objective advisor tell you to do? So imagine a little Melinda on your shoulder telling you, you know, giving you a little advice out there. Think about what you need to do. So that's uh, those are three questions. Fifth, uh, fourth question, what, how have you prevented all the ways that this decision can fail? Again, how have you prevented failure in this decision? Think about all the threats and opportunities and make sure you seize the opportunities, avoid the threats. Finally, last question, what information would cause you to change your mind? You want to decide this in advance as opposed to in the heat of the moment because you'll be too biased in the heat of the moment, too influenced emotionally to make this decision. So you want to think what would change your mind in advance of the you know, launching a product or something like that. Hey, small business owners, are you tired of being stressed out by your business? Would you like to take a laptop-free vacation? You want to stop feeling like your business is running you? I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, and I want to invite you to my three-day intensive, January 18th to the 20th in Tampa, Florida. Using my proven methods, you're going to be armed to double your business revenues in 2019 and build a business that will allow you to live your dream life. We're going to drill down on people, profits, and prospects. You'll leave my Small Biz Lady intensive with proper HR systems, a full grasp of your money and profits, and a winning sales process that delivers result. Don't miss out. Only 50 people will have the chance to attend this event. Early bird registration ends November 1st. Sessions will begin at 9 a.m. daily and go until 11 p.m. I won't stop teaching until you have a plan to fix your business. It's interesting because I am recently in the last two years, I've actually been pursuing my MBA. Mm -hmm. And the, one of the very first classes we had was on effective decision-making. And I remember the first day of class, 
being like, why the hell do I need this class? I've been <laughs> for 20 years, I make decisions every day, right? You know, and, yeah. and it was interesting because by the end of that class, I had a true appreciation for mm. what you're talking about, about how to make sure for one, that we're answering even the right question, let alone do we have all the information that we need? And so I, I can completely appreciate what you're saying. Now, I, you you write in your book that the SWOT analysis, mm-hmm. which is where all, almost all of us go when we're having a problem in our business, you're saying that that creates a false comfort. Why do you say that? Yeah, Inc. Magazine recently had an article, published an article by me about that topic. So this is often a problem for us as leaders. So I lead my own business of six people, disaster avoidance experts, the training, consulting and coaching company. So I'm I'm a small business owner. And I know how tempting it is with SWOT analysis, which analyzes your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats to feel comfortable when you do that. Okay, I know my strengths, I know my weaknesses, I know my opportunities, I know my threats. I did the analysis, I can feel secure going forward. Unfortunately, that analysis provides false, a sense of false comfort because small business owners tend to be very optimistic. I'm a small business owner. I tend to be very optimistic. Mostly we start our businesses because we're optimists. We have good hopes for the future. That means, however, we tend to overestimate our strengths and opportunities and underestimate our weaknesses and the threats that that are posed to us. So whenever I'm working with clients, I see all the time that this is exactly what they do. They have too many strengths, too many opportunities, too little weaknesses, too little threats. So you need to look much more at weaknesses and and threats than you tend to do in the SWOT analysis in order to actually get it right and not have this false sense of comfort and security, which leads you into disasters. I only have time for two more questions, so I'm trying to figure out the best two. So you talk a lot about cognitive biases and how that is really the root of why going with our gut doesn't work because we 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 go with things we know versus things that are hard, right? Because that's what that's what humans do. So can you talk to us a little bit about how we can keep our how we can really be aware of our cognitive mm. biases when we're trying to make important decisions? Yes. So I'm an optimist, right? I said that earlier. Now, how did I learn that? I learned that by looking at what kind of errors I tend to make. Unfortunately, the large majority of small business owners don't look back at their decisions and why those decisions went wrong. They go like, well, that decision went wrong. Let me go to the next step, right? (laughs) And that is what the majority of, vast majority of people do. You want to look at your past decisions. What are your own personal patterns of making the wrong decisions? And to go out of that, seek your patterns of behavior and how can you address that? If you tend to be too optimistic, that's one area. And maybe you're too overconfident. Do you make decisions too quickly? Very many people, this is a big, big tendency for us, don't generate enough options when they think about decisions. They just go for the first acceptable option. When if they took about 30 more minutes to look at more options, they would have made much more profit and avoided many more losses. So that's another area where small business owners need to look at. Are you too confident? Do you make decisions too quickly? Now, my book, Never Go With Your Gut, How Pioneering Leaders Make the Best Decisions and Avoid Business Disasters, has an assessment in the end. That's chapter seven. It goes through the 30 most dangerous cognitive biases for business owners, and it gives you the behaviors associated with each. So you can see how often they happen in your company. How much do your employers engage in it? How much do you engage in it? And how can you avoid these situations in the future? It gives you next steps for addressing these problems going forward. Well, Glip, you've given me so much to think about, and I hope he's given 
all of us stuff to think about because going over why something went wrong is really important. We call it an after action review, but it's something that is important. You do need to think about how did you make this mistake so that you don't repeat it, right? <laughs> you know, because you can keep doing the, making the same mistake over, over and over and over again. Dr. T, what is your favorite podcast? Well, besides your own, of course, <laughs> my favorite <laughs> <laughs> My favorite podcast besides that is You're Not So Smart by David McCraney. It's a great podcast, goes into the kind of decisions we make, the kind of errors we make. He's really good at actually pointing out the errors. My work focuses on how do you actually address them, how to solve the problems. But I think he's a genius at actually pointing out these issues that we suffer from. I really like him. I heard him give an interview on NPR not too long mm. ago that I thought was just really brilliant, which brought him to my attention. All right. What is your favorite business app? My favorite business app is Trello. It's a very good organization system. It's kind of a Kanban board, which means essentially an index card system where you can move index cards from column to column. I use it to organize my life. I have one for life stuff. I have one for business stuff. I use it to organize my personal productivity and I use it to organize my business. So my business is virtual. I have a lot of people. We don't have a central office. We have people working virtually. So it's a wonderful virtual collaboration system. Love it. Love it. Dr. T, what's your favorite business book? I think my favorite business book, one that was most helpful is the E-Myth series of books. <laughs> and that was really good partially because it's about creating systems and processes. Systems and processes are incredibly underappreciated by small business owners. They just go through the, the process, they handle everything by themselves. Whereas if you create a system and a process, it just makes things so much easier. So that was incredibly right. helpful. So you, so you, took, oh, there you, go. you took my damn book, but that's okay. My favorite book is The E-Myth Revisited by Michael oh, there Weber. you go. But I'm going to give you my backup book. <laughs> it was written by my college classmate, Mike McCallowitz. Profit First is, is one of my, my second favorite business books I've read. So I'll give my hokey brother a shout out. Anyway, listen, thank you so much for being on Small Biz Chat Live tonight. Thank you all for joining me. And please head over to my blog, SucceedIsYourOwnBoss.com. You can get more information on tonight's guests. And thank you all for watching Small Biz Chat Live. It is my honor and privilege to be your small biz lady. And the goal of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. And I will leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. Good night, everybody. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Belinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit SucceedAsYourOwnBoss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.